sitting up here with the mycelium. They are running. It's a beautiful Monday morning. The breeze is blowing outside. I can see the leaves glistening in the sun. A very funny thing happened. Strange, mysterious, baffling, perplexing. You may remember when I lived in the Oakland Hills in a lovely in-law unit that I basically built in this woman's house. And uh, she had... Uh, I met her through an old, old friend. She had, had suffered a serious stroke... And I moved in, and I I helped her out. It wasn't part of the deal, but I did, because I could tell she needed it, and I had the time. So I used to, I, in the beginning, I would take her for walks, and I don't know, made her dinner once in a while, or we'd watch movies together, whatever. I mean, I, I don't, you know, just like a roommate, right? But who needed help? And... Uh, so, as time went on, you know, I, you know, there were aspects to it that, that I, that were of, you know, a little concern. And one of them was, I, after, you know, a while, I, I began to wonder what would happen when I met a woman I really liked. I mean, I had company from time to time. I had uh, women friends come in from out, out of town and stay for a night or two. And, um, <clears throat> but, you know, I let, always let her know and this and that. And, but I, I sensed that there might be a problem sometime if I met, you know, if I got a girlfriend, a real one. Now, mind you, I was not sleeping with the woman. This was simply something I sensed. And uh, down the road, that happened. I met somebody really... Now, I didn't see this. She wasn't exactly my girlfriend, but I really liked her, and I still do. Her name's Danielle. And um, if... The Rolling Stones had known Danielle back in 1966. They would have written Ruby Tuesday for her. Anyway. So, Danielle would come and stay every so often, every couple of weeks for a night or two, one time three, as I recall. And and I, I know this woman got a kind of upset about it and and because uh, Danielle would take showers and occasionally do a load of laundry and uh, <laughs> so it all came to a head about uh, five years ago when I took Danielle on a road trip up north to a friend's wedding in Northern California and when I came back I went upstairs to I'd already had a premonition. Uh, it was over. 
I texted her when I was driving back. I said, I'll be back a little late to walk the dog. I used to walk this woman's dog every night for a year and a half. I mean, I'd make a point of being home by 8.30 to walk the fucking dog because she had broken her leg. And Anyway. So, and she texted back, said, I'm walking the dog now. Okay, and then I, you know, I, I said to Danielle, who was still in the car, she's going to kick me out tomorrow. She says, what do you think? And I said, I just think so. And sure enough, in the morning, she, I went upstairs to bring her a box of candy or soap or whatever little gift I brought from Arcata, California. And she said, you have to move out. So I said, I always wondered what would happen when you thought you could get by without me. She couldn't. (laughs) But uh, she thought she could. (laughs) I didn't say, I always wondered what would happen when I met a woman that I really liked. (laughs) I could have, but I'm a gentleman, right? I never spoke to her again. And I... And at that point, I made arrangements to move to Coalinga and uh, um, live in my friend's house and fix it up. And that's where I did the community garden and all that. So what I did, you know, while I was still there was I I used to play playing with fire by the Rolling Stones really loud. You know, don't play with me because you're playing with fire. You know, about some rich girl, because Marlene had lots of money. And then I also set, she used my Netflix account, Netflix account, and I and I used parental controls to set it to children. <laughs> so, so she could only get Barney and Teletubbies. <laughs> Stuff like that. I wish I could have seen her face when she figured that out. But I never spoke to her again. Finally got out of there. And uh, stay in touch with Danielle for a while. But uh, a little over three years ago, Danielle went radio silent. And she had, she was living up north, and I figured she had a new, uh, you know, boyfriend or something. And, you know, but I knew I'd hear from her again sometime because that's the way it is. And um, so about in a month or two ago, I got a text message. I, I'm going to be in town. I'd like to see you. I said, yeah, great. Excellent. And then a couple of days later, I'd like to stay for a week or so if that's okay. And I said, of course, silly question. Anyway, Daniel came to stay. It was, um, it was wonderful. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. I love pretty much everything about her. And, uh, um, She's gone again, and I don't know if it's for two weeks or two months or two years, but what the odd thing was, while she was here, mind you, it's been five years since any contact with the woman. That is to say, my landlady, to whom I paid rent the whole time I was there, and it was just uh, almost exactly three years since I'd had any contact of any kind with Danielle before she arrived here, except for those 
you know, text messages a month or two ago. On the fourth or fifth morning of Daniel's stay here, I woke up and uh, discovered that I had missed a call from that woman. I she didn't leave a message. I have no idea what she called about. All I can figure is she she woke up She's on the East Coast now. And she said, he's with that bitch again. <laughs> and felt compelled to call. This is Knox, riding the wild bubble with you forever. Forever.